Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's a new era for the 49ers. Oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo. With a roster full of talent. Debo Samuel with the catch. Kruger, Low Neil, with you. Happy Sunday to everybody. It is week eight in the NFL, and me and the future Hall of Fame fullback, Low Neil, have got you for the next couple hours on 95.7 The Game. Now, great day so far on 95.7 The Game. Allen and Sterling uh, carrying you right up to uh, till 11 o'clock this morning, and now we're jumping in. And, of course, we'll have Fox Sports Radio coming on after us. And don't forget, 3 o'clock today, the Warriors on the back-to-back in Motown, taking on the Detroit Pistons. And Motor City. Motor City. Motor City Kitties. Uh, actually, uh, that's the Lions. But it's anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, the good. Pistons and the Warriors today at 3 o'clock on 95.7 The Game. But today, the 49ers are on the road looking to reach 500. They're 3-4. and four. Uh, They're in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, which could be called Levi's uh, Stadium South. For the three and three Rams, two second time this year these teams hook up, and um, we're going to get into a lot of it today. We're got a lot to get to over the next couple hours. John Dickinson's going to check in in about an hour from now. From now, boots on the ground boots for on JD. The ground. JD baby at SoFi. So we'll check in with uh, with JD. But Niners coming off of a forty four twenty three shellacking. Shellacking. Uh, at the hands of uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me your takeaway, though. It was, uh, it was really, in my mind, the first... I don't want to say the other losses weren't legitimate, but it was the first loss that I was like, okay, you know, I kind of told you. I was picking the Niners by three, but I really felt like Kansas City was likely to win the game. And sure enough, they, you know, the sh- Niners shouldn't have lost to Denver. They shouldn't have lost to Atlanta, in my opinion. They definitely should not have lost to the Bears. But Kansas City, it's a different story. Yeah, they, I, I agree with you. They shouldn't have lost to those teams that you said, but let's let's face it. Uh, do you look at Atlanta? Atlanta was better. That day, Atlanta just beat them up. It was so they should have on paper beat them, but Atlanta played physical enough to beat them. The other games, they shouldn't have lost, but I totally missed this one. 
I looked at Kansas City and I watched Kansas City play against the Raiders. Got in a high scoring shootout. Raiders had an opportunity to beat them. You look at certain games and watch the way that they played against Buffalo and you say, okay, here's a team that, you know, Mahomes, you know what he's going to do, but they're not great defensively. Schematically, defensively, you can get after them. You can throw the ball. You can run the ball. You can do a lot against this Kansas City team. So I was looking at this team. Hey, you got McCaffrey. It's a get right game. You're home at home. You got embarrassed last week against Atlanta, a team that just was more physical, wanted it a lot more than you, and you didn't play well. So I looked at that game last week, you know, and you and I, you were like, hey, I, Lo, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, you kind of was leaning toward Casey. I was leaning to the Niners. I thought that you were coming off of a week, but you were kind of come out there and get together. You had a, 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 a you know, a breath of fresh air because McCaffrey entered the building. So I did not expect this team, especially defensively, to just get motorboated, and they probably, Kansas City could have left their kicker at home, time of possession, every first, third down, the Niners had no answer. It was like watching a a high school team play against a college team or a college team play against a pro team because if you think about it, what a college team, they would have gave score, maybe Kansas City would have scored faster, but every time they had the ball, think about it. They marched down the field. You didn't have them punt to one endless, endless, meaningless punt at the end of the game. They never, they just, it was a close game for a while, but it just, they just couldn't solve the, the defensive puzzle. Kansas City's offense was just too much. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City's just better. Yeah. Kansas City's better than the Niners. I mean, this just in. Kansas City's better than the 49ers. When I watched the game again, um, I, I, you know, I thought one Kansas City's defense was, you know, Spagnuolo. Played well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he gave them a variety of blitz looks. Thornhill, big day. Nick Bolton, stud. Uh, Willie Gay had a, coming off a four game suspension yeah. was flying, flying around. around. Yeah, uh, Kansas City had five sacks. Frank Clark uh, beat Trent Williams with speed. Chris Jones had two sacks. They got eight hits on the quarterback. Sneed, the safety, had six tackles, a half sack. The amazing stat was that the Niners had 25 first downs, only 24 for the Chiefs. But it, what it really reveals is that Kansas City had these these gut punch, uh, yeah. you know, big gainers. I mean, it was the explosives. The 49ers came into last week's game having allowed the fewest explosive plays in the league. And then they just gave up a ton, ton. of explosive plays. And then on offense, I mean, Reed special. Uh, and so is Mahomes. Mahomes completed 74% of his passes, uh, 423 yards. I mean, that's the thing. The Niner defense gave up 423 a, yeah. passing yards. It's crazy. And KC ran it for 5-3 a carry. And when you looked into the numbers, every single back that KC had out there, they had three different running backs they used. They all went for five and a half a carry. So, to me, it it was a combination of things. Uh, the, when you can't, and we talked about this in the pregame, if the 49ers could not stop Kansas City's rushing attack, yep. it was going to be a long day at the office. And that's exactly what happened. And you know what? To that point, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Everyone's going to try to run the ball on Kansas City. I mean, on, on, the, on the Niners. Yep. Because right now, they're showing that there's a chink in the armor. They can't stop the run. Teams are getting four and five yards a crack. And it hadn't stopped in two weeks. The Rams are going to have the same type of game plan to say, look, this team is light up front. They're not playing well against the run. Kansas City ran the ball down their throat. And then they had them in third and short. So they had, they pick your poison. 
And, and then they were even almost third and 19 bombs away, 40 yard completion. The, the, the Niners defense collectively, they got to do a better job of tackling. They did a horrible job of keeping Fred Warner and the linebackers clean. The defensive front guys up front, you know that. They got to keep guys off the linebackers and let guys run downhill. Fred Warner's not a linebacker. that's just some physical guy that's, that's going to run in there and be a plugger and is going to go hit guys and do those things. That's not what he does. He's great running sideline to sideline. He's great at diagnosing a play and getting downhill. But your center and the nose guard, those guys... They're in that one technique, and you know they got to grab and grub, and you hold, you keep your hands in tight. And now, because they on a scoop block the center and then guard, they want to scoop up to the linebacker, or they want to ace up, you know, to the outside backers or trade block or whatever they're going to do, and they deuce up to the to the backers. If the defensive line, those guys that are playing the one gap and they're playing the nine or whatever it's a seven, whatever gap they're in, if they don't do their job. The linebackers can't do their job. It's not about getting tackles necessarily where you're defensive front. It's about letting your linebackers run and create those opportunities because that's why the Niners are predicated in their good team because they can use their speed. Yeah, I mean, and and you know the the thing with the 49ers is some of their best defensive, some of their best players play terrible. Um, Charvarius Ward got lit, lit up. up. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling lit him up. Um, Jimmy Ward had a bad day. They those two guys, Jimmy Ward and Mooney Ward, were targeted twelve times. Guess what they gave up? Right. Twelve catches, mm. hundred and forty six yards, fifty six yards after contact, wow. two penalties. Not a pretty game from the Ward duo. They're going to have to be much better in coverage. Now, the interesting thing is Kansas City ran it at will on the Niners. Now here come the Rams, but the Rams are kind of a one dimensional team. Yeah, they don't run it well. Um, they don't run it well at all. They run it less frequently than every other team in football. They're the most infrequent run team in the game. But the one area where I think the 49ers could be in trouble today is that Jimmy Ward last week, because of the injuries in the secondary, had to play the slot. Right. And he got lit up. Had a rough and day. Jimmy is a was a corner at Northern Illinois, uh, is a safety now, hits like a linebacker, I don't know that he quite has the coverage ability that he had when he came out of Northern Illinois. Well, today, he is going to be matched up on Cooper Cup in the slot. And Cooper Cup caught was targeted 19 times in week four. And he caught 14 balls in that game for 122 yards. So, Cooper Cup lit them up last time. And now you're going to put Jimmy Ward, a, a slower guy, on him. And I, I'm going to be real interested to see, to me, one of the biggest factors in this game today, Low, is can Jimmy Ward manhandle Cooper Cup at the line of scrimmage? Do the Niners trust Jimmy Ward to get in press coverage up on the line and play bump and run? Or are they so worried about the quickness of Cup and his release that he plays off coverage? And then is it Stafford to Cup? And how many times do we see it? Is, are they going to complete 20 plus, plus oh, passes gonna, from Stafford to Cup? Because <laughs> literally, that we may see that today. You, you, you may, because guess what? Newsflash, that's all the Rams have. Right. The Rams is not necessarily a good team. They're no better off than the Niners. 
offensively, especially when you talk about just offensively and you say, okay, what are they going to do? We know they're going to go to Cooper Cup. Are they going to be able to run the ball? That's still yet to be seen with the Rams in general, just period. That's why they were in that Christian McCaffrey sweepstake. So when you look at that, yes, they're going to do that. So you're going to have to roll coverage and help Jimmy Ward. And you know you're going to motion. They're going to motion Cooper Cup around because they understand the Niners are going to try to spy, put a guy on him or say, hey, let's bracket him. Let's let him catch everything in front of him, tackle him. And you're going to hope to get home. So those are some of the things you're going to have to go. You're going to hope to get home because Cooper Cup's too good of a receiver. He's going to get his. He always does because he's just that type of guy, one of the better receivers in the league. The question is, can they protect Stafford? And can the Niners defense, you know, put a lot of pressure on Because you've been watching the Rams. Rams, Stafford's one of the most sacked quarterback. The guy's getting hit a lot. 22 sacks yeah. he's taken. Yeah, he's getting hit. He's getting flustered. He's getting out of the pocket. Stafford's a good quarterback. But you know what? When you don't have the offensive line and showing that he's got a big arm, and look what he's able to do last year, but he doesn't have that protection. And right now, it's showing for the Rams as well. Yeah. Mahomes, by the way, uh, career completion percentage, 66%. Wow. On the season, he's completing 66% against the Niners last week. 74%. He left the field low with wow. a totally clean jersey. Yeah. Give me your theme of the year for the 49ers. We're kind of right around the midpoint. Niners have the bye week after this. Um, this is week 8 of 17. What would you say if I said to you, what has been in your mind the theme of the 49ers season? What are you going with? It's Jekyll and Hyde. Jack of all trades, the master of none. You look at the team, you say, okay, here's a team that the last several years has been one of the most dominant run teams in the NFL. Hadn't had it. Not because they don't want to. It's because they're not able to do it on a consistent basis. You look at a team, you think, oh my God, they had all these weapons. And you think, okay. They're going to be able to do other things through the air. Had seen it. Guys taking turns missing up front. Guys take turns running the wrong route. Guys take turns dropping the passes. So this team has been jack of you know jack of all trades, master of none. Because the none part is because you've been too inconsistent. You've been too inconsistent in the run game. You've been too inconsistent in the pass game. Your defense for the last several weeks has been like a sieve. You can't stop the run. You can't stop the pass. Right now, when you look at this team, you got to say, is this team ascending or descending? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's injuries, penalties, turnovers, and and I would say, you know, perceptions different than reality. I'll give you the examples. Injuries, out for the year. Mo Hurst, Manuel Mosley. Uh, Trey Lance, Jordan Matthews, Jordan Willis, Javon Kinlaw likely done for the year. Mm. Elijah Mitchell's out right now. He could be coming back. Aziz could be coming back. McKivitz could be coming back. But all those guys are remaining out. Eric Armstead's out. Dre Greenlaw's out. Debo Samuel's out. Kyle mm. Huszczyk is out. I believe Jawan Jennings may be out today. So they've had a ton of injuries. Yeah. Then you go penalties. They had 12 in week one against the Bears at Soldier Field. They lost. They had 10 last week against the Chiefs for 80-plus yards. They lost. Uh, they had nine in week, uh, a couple weeks ago, week five or so against Carolina and wound up winning that game. But they've had, you know, a lot of penalties. They've had like five games this year where they've had seven or more penalties. And then turnovers. <clears throat> If you look at the the turnovers, turnovers have really told the story. Um, in the 49ers' four losses, their turnover margin is minus eight. Mm. In their three wins, their turnover margin's plus five. 
So, you know, I mean, this is really interesting as far as the 49ers. If they turn it over, they lose. Yeah. And if they can somehow be positive on the turnover table, they're winning those games. But when I say perception and reality are not the same, I'll give you a couple examples. The perception on the Niner O-line is that McGlinchey and Trent Williams are a strength and Burford and Banks and Brendel are a weakness. And yet, here you look at, you know, middle of the season, Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey combined, um, you know, last week gave up six pressures and mm. three sacks combined. KC, Banks had, Banks has allowed zero sacks all season. Banks was the highest rated 49er. Burford has allowed, I think, like one or two pressures all year. Brendel's had some penalties, but for the most part, the Niner interior line, which we were all like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Right. Their interior line has stood up, but it's McGlinchey who's beat up and Trent Williams who might be old. And those guys are getting embarrassed right now. Hey, you know, it's interesting you say that, but watching McGlinchey, sometimes it's tough. I mean, because not that he can't play, it's because he's injured. And he's, you know, injuries have just seemed like taking a toll. Yeah. I mean, they have to, you, you, he can't protect long. You know, he's getting beat off the speed rush. He's getting bulled. There's a lot of different things, in, you know, and you look at Trent. Trent's one of the better tackles in the league, but at times he struggled. Now, I did watch the game and watched it again, and you saw the sack that he gave up to safety. That's on Jimmy. Jimmy comes out instead of stepping up or instead of just or, or, or rolling or moving in the pocket and moving out. He runs back, so now the guy can just run around Trent and go get the sack. So some of the stuff is self-induced, so you got to look at it that way too. But you're right. The, the, the tackle's supposed to be the strength of the team, especially offensively, and it hasn't been. No. It really hasn't. The tackles have struggled. The interior's been solid. Um, give me your thought on Christian McCaffrey. We got his our first look at McCaffrey. He had eight runs for 38 yards. He had two receptions for 24 yards. So 62 um, total offensive yards for McCaffrey last week. What would you think of him? I thought he showed flashes why you go trade for the guy. I mean, you get him out in space. You see what he can do. He can run. He's a patient guy. He's very, very patient. And he explodes once he gets there when he sees it. Just didn't see. I mean, the first couple of plays was absolutely like, oh, my God, he's going to have a hell of a day today. 13 yards, 9 yards. You saw him. And then at the end, you saw it start to tinker down because they stopped getting the push up front. Running the ball is an attitude. Everyone says, okay, after, you know, and that's a, I'm glad you asked because people are looking at Shanahan and they say, oh my God, after the first 15, what happens to this team? Nothing. Running the ball is a mindset. You remember the days when I played in San Diego? We would sit there and Marty Schottenheim was a coach. We ran 50 and 40 power against the Raiders and Marty Schottenheim said, we're going to run it and I don't care what they can know we're coming and it becomes a mindset. We ran that 50 and 40 power eight, nine times in a row. People knew, hey, look, 41's getting ready to come down here and we run the lead draw on the ISO and it was nothing you can do. Got those guys up front, Dillman, those guys, we said, let's go make this thing happen. Running the ball is an attitude. When people talk about, oh my God, you're getting predictable. Guess what? You look at everyone in the world knows that Lamar Jackson's going to run the ball and he's going to run the quarterback keep and run the read. Why haven't they been able to stop it? Everyone knows Mahomes going to scramble around and do something to make something happen. Why haven't they been able to stop it? 
So when everyone talks about these different plays and everyone says, hey, you figure it out, you don't figure it out. You, what it is, it becomes, it be, after the chess match is over, then it becomes mono a mono. Who's going to create a new line of scrimmage? Who's going to be more physical? And what is going to happen? So when you're talking about a McCaffrey, if you give McCaffrey a block, if you can get him a pass to the interior lineman, McCaffrey's hell. And he's amazing. So now, can the offensive line get him to the second level? If McCaffrey has an opportunity to get to the second level, when you look at the great LaDainian Thompson, wasn't he was getting tackled by defensive linemen? He got tackled by linebackers and secondary guys. So McCaffrey, what do I think? I think the guy is explosive. I think he's one of the better receivers out of the backfield. He can do so many things, but he can't do anything if he can't get past the interior D linemen. How many touches today for Christian? No Debo. I think it works out. I think you're going to see this guy touch the ball 30 times. I think 30 or more. You got now. You're in a situation. This guy's going to, you know, he's going to get five to ten passes, and he's going to run the ball probably 10, 20 times. Because you you have to. You're in a situation. You got to find a way to get this guy the ball, and you got to be creative. And they are trying that way. And you are. You saw him the bubble screen. You saw different things that they try to do. And Jimmy's got to understand bubble screen. Guys are going to try to get in the lane. They're going to come up field and they're going to get in the lane. And you got to pump them or you got to side on. There's certain things that you got to do, and you got to anticipate that they're going to do that. Jump in the lanes. They're going to try to bat down balls as a quarterback you got to pump pick these guys throw a sidearm and get the ball to these playmakers whatever it takes to get the ball in these guys hands we're going to talk a little bit more about this matchup because you know very interesting game today there will be no Debo Samuel he has been a ram killer in recent years but the Niners are going to have to go without him today what do they do uh, offensively without Debo Samuel to compensate for not having uh, the great number 19. And then the 49ers on the other side of the ball, on the, on the defensive side, how do they stop Cooper Cup? Stafford is a very, you know, the Rams are very one-dimensional offense. You know Cooper Cup's going to get it. It's going to be Jimmy Ward matched up, um, matched up on him in the slot. And Jimmy's going to have to hold on for dear life because Cooper Cup's on the top of his game yeah, right is. now. And we saw the Rams, Allen Robinson, score a touchdown last yeah. week. They'll go to Higby. They don't have much of a run game, but it's going to be an awful lot of Cooper Cup. And I would just say, as a 49er defender, I would take that field today saying in key situations, somebody other then Cooper Cup yep. has to beat us today. We're going to check in with J.D. around noon from uh, SoFi. We'll get his thoughts. Also, this is the last game before the trade deadline. The Rams are rumored to be interested in Kareem Hunt and Brandon Cooks. The 49ers uh, were, taught, were connected to Dante Jackson, the cornerback for Carolina. We'll ask J.D. a little bit about that. We'll get into some of the keys to victory around 1230. We'll also go inside the locker room and hear from both Drake Jackson and Daniel Brunskill. I caught up with both those gentlemen this week down in Santa Clara but coming up next we'll get deeper into the matchup 49ers and Rams no Debo and a lot of Cooper Cup how do the Niners handle those two situations we'll get into it next it's the kickoff show Larry Kruger and Lo Neal on 95.7 the game worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. And by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef, legendary quality. And welcome back to the kickoff show. Larry Kruger and Lo Neal with you. Happy week eight. Hope you're hopefully you're having a great Sunday. And we're having a great Sunday here on 95.7 The Game. We had uh, Alan Stiles starting it off, uh, leading into us. And Whitey Gleason's going to be on at 2 o'clock, uh, leading into Warriors Pistons at 3 o'clock. And, of course, Fox Sports Radio will finish up after us as we talk a little 49er football. Niners on the road today at SoFi taking on the Rams. 49ers looking to get back to 500 at 4-4. Four and four. The spread's even. It's a pick em. Big em. It's a pick em. Um, before we get into the matchup, man, some interesting morning games. It's halftime right. of the morning game. Saints over the Raiders. 17 nothing at over. the half in the Dome. Oof, they're beating Super them Dome. Yeah. At Dome, baby. I used to love that Dome, baby. Played too many years there and down there in New Orleans, but they really, they jumped on the Raiders and they jumped on them hard. Yes, they did. It's been a nightmare run for the Raiders. Falcons up 14-10 halftime in Atlanta. Yeah. On the Carolina Panthers, Dallas up 28-17 on the Bears. At Jerry's World, Prescott's already thrown a couple touchdowns in that one, 28-17. Dallas at the break. Dolphins losing to the Motown. Yeah. The Motor City Kitties. <laughs> that Motor City's on them, man. They pounced <laughs> on them. Went for it on fourth down. Fake punt. You know, twenty-seven seventeen at the half. Yeah, Lions, yeah, Lions are on fire. Vikings up fourteen ten on the Cardinals in Minneapolis. Uh, Jets beating the Patriots ten six at halftime at MetLife. The Battle of PA right now going to the Eagles. It's twenty-one ten at the half at the Link 
Eagles, the lone undefeated team in the NFL at 6-0. The Steelers are 2-5. Jalen Hurts threw for 50, uh, three touchdowns, 15-22. Yeah, he's on fire. In the first half. A.J. Brown, nice first half. Five catches, 113 yards, and three touchdowns. And then later today, Titans and Texans in Houston. Commanders and Colts in Indy. It's going to be the Sam Ellinger era starting there. Giants and Seahawks go in Seattle. And then Sunday night football, Packers, Bills. Ooh. From Buffalo, Bills a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, the morning game in London was won by Denver. There was a lot of talk that if Denver didn't win that game, uh, Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, could be fired today. Yeah. And the Broncos won it, 21-17 over the Jaguars. That's right. And then uh, Ravens over Bucks Thursday night, 27-22 in the Monday Nighter. The Battle of Ohio. Joe Burrow's Bengals in Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. And maybe the Cleveland Browns are going to trade Kareem Hunt. Maybe they're going to trade him to the L.A. Rams. We're going to find out. Of course, we're getting ready for for Niners-Rams. All right, let's get into the matchup a little bit. I think the 49ers on offense, um, just from you know looking at this game, they don't have Debo. And Debo has been a monster against the Rams. I would like to see the Niners go with a little bit more play action. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is seventh in the league in play action pass accuracy. He's completing almost 70% low um, off the play action. But he's 27th in the league at play action pass attempts. He's only had 20 play action passes all year. I just think I would take a, a page out of the Mike McDaniel book with the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are fourth in the league in play-action pass attempts. Um, it's helping Tua tremendously yeah. define some reads. I'd like to see the Niners get back to the play-action game. Run the ball, play-action pass off of it. Uh, that's what I'd like to see more of. I think, they, I think there's big plays there for the 49ers that they would... You know, mix in a little bit more play action pass. I agree with you. When you're running the ball and you have the play action, what it does is get the linebackers in them to stay home. So when you both play action, you usually want to say now the secondary, you're going to have a window. It defines it easier for the quarterback. Because of the play action, linebackers have to play run first because they just can't drop in the coverage. So you have those windows. If you can hurry up and get to your spot, do the play action. One, two, three, balls coming out of your head in play action, especially if you want to take those little small shots because the windows are open. Then every now and then you hold the ball and you go seven-step drop and you let it fly, you know, because now the safety has to make a decision. I'd like to see them do that, but I'd like to see them establish a run. I'd like to see them get, to get Jimmy to keep the rhythm, get the ball out of his hand. But play action would be great if they can do that and do it often and do it early to get the Rams behind, get the Rams thinking that, hey, look, this is the kind of day it's going to be. I like it. Yeah, I want to see Jimmy play that point guard spot yeah. and get the ball to his weapons. By the way, the Niners have played 11 games without Debo. They're 4-7 and seven in those 11 games. Now, I would expect Brandon Ayuk to be a huge factor today, Low, He's had back-to-back games with 11 targets. Uh, he's had 25-plus yards after the catch in now four straight games. The Rams also have allowed, if you look at the numbers, the second-most yards after catch uh, this year to wide receivers in the entire league. So, to me, me, this is the Brandon Ayuk feature game, and also George Kittle. George Kittle's got a nice little matchup against Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott. He should be able to handle those guys. Um, I'd like to see a big day from Ayuk and a big day from Kittle, and more importantly, I'd like to see Jimmy get the ball out of his hands, not hold it, and and take those negative plays. I'm with you, because when he holds it, it's trouble. When you think of Jimmy Grapple holding the ball and he's still holding it, you know, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 5, usually the sack, usually it's a bad play. Something's going to happen. Someone's going to break down on the offensive line. 
I think that Kittle has the bigger game than Ayuk. I think now you're going to have Ramsey go ahead and follow, you know, Ayuk because now you don't have Debo. So you don't have that matchup that I love to see Ramsey and Debo, but he's there. So now Ayuk. So I think that you're going to have that. So Ayuk is going to take occupy Ramsey because Ayuk is going to get his, and and, and Ramsey is going to do, you know try to be Ramsey, be physical. But Ayuk was a great route runner. I like him in and out of breaks. He understands how to create separation. I do like Ayuk. I like the matchup. But I think Kittle, like you said, hey diddle diddle, Kittle down the middle. Kittle's <laughs> going to have to be big today. And the other guys, who's the other guys? Jennings, other receivers. Guys going to have to step up and make plays because there's going to be some opportunities. I really believe that there's going to be some other opportunities for some guys to step up and make plays. You know, I like 15, what he does. Jennings, physical, can run, can catch, does a lot of things. I look for him to have another, you know, have a big game. I think other guys are going to have to step up today because now you don't have to have, you don't have Debo. Ayuk's going to be big, but I also think Kittle. I think Kittle's going to be a, 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 he is going to be a focal point today. Guarantee this guy has over seven catches. We're going to see some receivers we haven't seen. Willie yeah. Sneed could be Sneed, up today. Yeah. A big play, Tay Martin, the rookie at Oak State. Tay could be up. I'm a big fan of Tay Martin. Tay Martin lit up Notre Dame in the bowl game. Started at Wazoo. Transferred from Wazoo to Oak State because of the pandemic. Thought he wasn't going to be able to play in the Pac-12. So went and played at Oak State. And then was great at, at Wazoo and then was great at Oak State. Uh, and if you watched him against Notre Dame in the bowl game, he had like three catches for 111 yards and a, and uh, three touchdowns. And, and you know, he's just a key factor. He's got great, he doesn't have great deep speed, but he's got great ball skills and size. So if you see Tay Martin running around out there, uh, he might be a guy they look for in the red zone. Now, the red zone. Let's talk about that for a second because that was a huge problem area for the 49ers. I mean, this team's got Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, Jawan Jennings. They should not be having problems in the red zone. But the 49ers are ranked 15th in the in, as far as converting red zone trips into touchdowns. Last week against KC, low, they had four first and 10 situations inside the Kansas City 34-yard line and came away with only nine points. Yeah. You can't have four red zone possessions inside the 34 and come away with nine points, especially against Mahomes and company. It burned them last week. And if they settle for field goals again t- today, it will burn them again today because the Rams have only allowed four red zone touchdowns all year. That's right. the fewest in the NFL. They bow up in the red zone. They do. So the 49ers are going to have to be on their game in the red zone. What is the key as a guy who played 16 years in the league? What's the key to having success in that red zone? Well, I think several things you got to do. You know, in the red zone, teams are going to do one or two things. They're going to play four across. Are they going to play cover eight and saying, okay, got four across. I'm going to play four in the back of the end zone. And now the windows get tighter to throw in. So you're looking for those windows and guys are trying to sit between windows, but now guys can sag. So the guys are playing in the back of the line and the guys are playing in front of the line. So now the windows start to shrink. And then you think you're going to get home with your front forward, and that's what that's what that's what the Rams are depending on, especially in the red zone. So what do you got to do to create those mismatches? You got to make sure that yeah, you get in some bunch looks and say, okay, look, we know that these guys are going to play zone; they're going to pass things off. You got to pre- put pressure on his outside shoulder. The guy that's in the point of the of the guy that's at the top that's stacking, he's got to p- kind of force the outside shoulder of the DB, and now either whip his whip whip his head around, and the ball's got to be on him quick because those guys are playing zone so you got to push them and threaten the zone so make them widen and make them go more in the zone and then the quarterback it's a timing when you're in the red zone 
Larry, a lot of things have to be timing. The ball has to come out. Guys have to expect. You see the fade route when you're in the end zone. Every time you see the ball just in the air and the receiver has to make the catch. In the red zone, you got to know what you're doing. You can't sit around and like Mahomes and hold on to it and scramble and make something happen. You don't have that guy on your roster. He, Jimmy G is not that type of quarterback. So the red zone has got to be timing. You got to get the ball out and you got to win and you got to board the sacks. Yeah, and you got to be precise. That's right. You got to be precise yes. because the windows are small in the red zone. So how the Niners do in the red zone is going to be absolutely, uh, I think, absolutely huge. All right, let's flip the card and talk a little bit about the other side of the ball, the 49er defense against this Rams offense. Now, the Niner defense is looking to rebound after last week. They got gutted. They got gutted. absolutely gutted. Gutted. 529 total yards, yeah. 423 passing yards, eight costly penalties on defense. They give up. 9.1 yards per play. It was the second worst total in this league for the entire season. And just to put it in perspective, the 49ers had been allowing 4.1 yards per play mm. in the first six games. Last week, 9.1 yards per play. Armstead and Kinlaw are out up front. Aziz and uh, Greenlaw are out on that second level. Oof. Emmanuel Mosley's out in the secondary. So you got pass, the pass coverage in the second half against Kansas City was way, way too soft. Ferocious. And the pass defense gave up five passing plays of 18-plus yards. And it wasn't just the pass that was burning them. The Niners' D-line gave up three runs of 16 yards or more last week. So this Ram offense is more one-dimensional. They're 29th in scoring offense. This is not one of the NFL's best offenses. They're 31st in rushing. Daryl Henderson was sick on Wednesday low. He did not practice, so we don't know his status for this week. And the Rams are getting Brian Allen back and Van Jefferson back. But the Rams O-line last year, if you want to say what's the difference between last year's Rams, they won the Super Bowl, and this year's Rams, last year, pass block win rate, one of the key stats in all of pro football. They were number one in the NFL last year. This year in that same stat, they're 20 Third, 49ers have to get hits on Stafford today. They got to play games up front. They got to mix it up. They go with a four defensive end alignment at times in obvious passing situations with a many hue and Drake Jackson, the rookie at SC, in the middle as stand up rushers with Abu Kam and Bosa coming off the edges. It's their, it's their version of the NASCAR package. Whatever they do up front, low. As Al Davis used to say, the late Al Davis, the quarterback must go down. He must go down hard. Yeah. You you have to hit Stafford today. Otherwise, he's going to sit back there and play pitch and catch with, with Cooper Cup, and you may not have an answer for it. No question. And you know this. It, games are won and lost in the trenches. And this is one of those games. I know it's cliche. Everyone says, okay, that's easy. To, that's, that's lazy. That's lazy sports talk. No, it's in the trenches. The Niners, when the Niners are playing well in the trenches, they're running the ball well. They're the best running team in football. When the Niners are playing great in the trenches on defense, they can shut down the run and then dare you to throw the ball. Today, the key is the Niners can't be too. The Niners can't let the Rams be two dimensional. They have to. You have to be great at what you do well, and you have to shut down the run. Because right now your secondary is not as you know you got some guys out key guys missing. You have to shut down the run because if this Niner team can't shut down the run, they can't win. They can't win. You have to be say look. We got to do something that we that that's got us to this point. That's shut down the run because at third nine, third and ten, you got some guys that can get home. 
You got some guys that can get to the quarterback. But when you have Nicky Bolts out there on first and second and third down and all of a sudden move the chains and now he's got to stay in there, you don't have enough. He can't. You got to save him. He's got to be fresh. He's got to be able to brush the pass on third down. But on third and two and third and three, it's hard to be effective and get to the quarterback because the ball's coming out so quick. You have to stop the run and this defense have to win on first and second down. It's not an option today. You can't be in third and two and third and three. This team can't be in because guess what? The defense is not good enough, coach. They have to play better today. They cannot play the way that they've been playing the last two weeks. I don't care. I know guys, next man up. I understand you got a lot of injuries. You cannot play championship football the way that they've been playing the last two weeks because this team, the strength of the San Francisco 49ers has been their defense. And right now, it's the weakness. And now, can the offense carry this defense until help comes? So it's going to be very, very tough. Today is going to be a tough out, but the defense has to play better and it starts in the trenches and stop shutting down the run. Yeah, and it really probably starts with complementary football on yes. offense. I mean, the 49ers are going to have to have to possess the ball a little bit more than they have. Um, and the question is, can they slow down Cooper Cup? I mean, Cooper Cup, first matchup in Santa Clara was week four. And he has posted, Cup's posted 97 scrimmage yards now in all but one game this year. In that first matchup, they targeted him 19 times and completed 14 against him. Past three games for Cup, 32 receptions for 362 and a touchdown. Mm. So he comes in hot. Huh. Robinson scored a touchdown last week. Higby is a good receiver as well. But I agree with you. You have to make third be third and long. Yes. And the Niners, that's going to be a key for the 49ers, third down defense. The 49ers, if you look at their, their year, they have allowed, they've been really good on third down defense until the last two weeks. Against the Falcons and the Chiefs, the Falcons and Chiefs low converted 65% of their third downs, 15 of 23. And that was much higher than what the Niners had been allowing the first five weeks. First five weeks of the season, the 49ers had been allowing a conversion rate on third down of 30%. The last two weeks with the injuries, 65%. Now, Atlanta got into a lot of really short thirds. And they mixed in run and pass and the read option with Mariota. And it was very difficult for the 49ers to defend. Mahomes and company just said, hey, we're going to chuck it. You know, it doesn't matter if it's third and 30. We're going down the field. Um, I thought that third down pass play, uh, the screen pass to yeah. McKinnon, yeah. to Jet McKinnon in the second half, was the backbreaker of yeah. backbreakers when he went down to the three-yard line. And was. they scored two plays later. I mean, that was the game right there in a nutshell, and they could not get a stop on third and long. So to me, if, you, if there's one key in this game for the 49ers, when they get to third down, they have to be able to get off the field. Yeah, they do. And the tenacity on the defense was like, pin your ears back and go. Go to your hair glass. And now the defense is hitting. They got to read. They're trying to play run. They're trying to play the fits. They're trying to do everything perfect because they're not good enough. You lost a lot of guys on that defensive front, and you said everyone's all oh, this deep next next man up. Until you played Kansas City, you haven't played a team that has an offense that can score. No offense is probably even in the top twenty. When you think about who they played besides Kansas City this year, let's not talk. And now, now we look Seattle starting to cook. But if you think if you take if you take Kansas City off the schedule, and you say who is this team played that deep that their offense is averaging over twenty something a point. Not the Rams, not Atlanta, not Chicago. 
So when you think about, you know, not Carolina. So when you think about where they're at. They played some bad offenses. They played except for some, Kansas City. Exactly. But a 44 on them. Thank you. So was it trick or was it treat? Was it, was it, was it, was it perception or was it really reality? And that's the thing. Now, a lot of it's reality that they're injured. But even if they weren't injured, is this defense as good? Everyone was going to crown them as, a, you know, the, the purple people leaders in the Chicago Bears defense. But they haven't played against winning offenses. And now you're starting to see that. So now I don't know. So this is a big test. Yeah, the Rams are not necessarily a great offense, but this is a game the Rams are feeling revenge. They, you know, they got embarrassed. The Niners have been embarrassing them. This is a this is a physical type of game. It's gonna be interesting what happens in this game, win and loss in the trenches. Which team is going to play best in the trenches? There are eleven starters on defense. The 49ers have lost five of those 11 starters to injury. Yes. There's no Armstead. There's no Kinlaw. There's yep. no Aziz. There's no Greenlaw. There's no Mosley. That's, that's half, tough. That's half your D. Absolutely. That's half your D. So, I mean, I mean, this this Ram team are among the league leaders in giveaways. They're among the league leaders in sacks allowed. Uh, Stafford has shown this year low. You put pressure in his face, he'll throw you one, maybe two. He's got eight picks on the year. So, to me, it's about how good of a of a defensive effort can the 49ers, um, you know, put together with half their defense in civvies. But the big question, I think, is is really about Shanahan, because is Shanahan gonna gonna understand that his defense carried him in the first month of the year, and now his defense is down half its starters, and now it needs the offense to shoulder that load. Can the offense do it? He has to. Shanahan can no longer say that I got to play conservative ball because our defense is going. The defense is going to bend, but they don't break. You don't have the same defense, and that's what I try to allude to a lot of people and say, "Hey, look, this defense right now is not what it used to be because of the injuries, and now you have backup players now that are starters, and now the person, the people that were barely getting active and didn't even get any burn." the third and fourth string, now those guys are seeing a significant amount of roll. So you don't have the same defense. Your starters are out. Like you said, five of the starters are out. That hurts you. And now you're asking these backups to step up and you're getting to see. And I always told people, you're a backup for a reason. Guys are back up in the league for a reason because they can go in and play a game, give them a spot, go get a sack, go make a play here and there. But now you got to be, now you got to sustain it as a starter. It's a different role between starters and backups. And that's what fans don't realize. Oh, what's wrong with the defense? No. That whole, you, that whole next man up <laughs> yes, sounds good sounds on a t-shirt. <laughs> right? Sounds great on you a t-shirt. You can take Loneal off yes. the field, but the backup fullback <laughs> it, may be a, you know, a, he may be the equivalent of a ham and cheese sandwich. Exactly, bro. But you're being real. You're you know what I mean? Going on. I mean, you're, ta- you're taking Greenlaw and Aziz off the field. Exactly. And no offense to Demetrius no. Flanagan Falls no. or Oren Burks, but no. they ain't Greenlaw and they, they ain't Aziz Al-Shair. Bingo. And that's what people think. Oh, they step. So that's why Shanahan, like you just alluded to, has to understand what his defense is going through. This transition of not having these starters. So now offensively, how do I ball control but still be aggressive and still score and still take control and understand that I got to protect my defense by ball control but also scoring, finishing drives to do the things I need to do to save and preserve my defense. That's what Shanahan, can he do that today? And he's going to have to coach different. I can tell you right now that Shanahan will coach differently. So be if he goes forward, if he's throwing the ball down the field, if you see those things, Jimmy's got 
got to complete it. Receivers got to get open. But I think, I'm without a doubt, Cal Shannon will take more chances and more risks because he understands where his defense is. So the mastermind, he's going to have to be masterful. And he's going to have to take more chances than he usually take. But still with, with still in mind, sustainability, sustain drives, keep moving the clock. But you're going to have to get some chunk plays. I think the message is pretty clear. Kyle, run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. Get, and, and, and here's the question that I think needs to be asked. Maybe Jimmy G should be on a pitch count. Let's take a look at his three wins. He averaged 26 passes per game in those three wins. You know what he's averaging in the three losses? 36 passes per game. Jimmy is best on a pitch count. Agreed. Run the ball. Keep the ball out of the air. The other thing, Kyle Shanahan, the bad news, they're 20th in the NFL in scoring on offense. Kyle Shanahan, this, you know, Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be one of the great offensive minds, one of the great offensive play callers. They're 20th in the NFL. This team's got Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, McCaffrey, you know, Trent Williams. You're 20th in the NFL. The 49er offense has underachieved. Now, it's not about points. It's about possession. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the one advantage in this game to look for, Nick Bosa leads the NFL with seven sacks. The Rams are going up with a, going up against Bosa today with Alaric Jackson, who's a second-year offensive tackle, uh, who moved from right guard when Joe Nodaboom had the the Achilles injury. Yeah. Uh, Jackson is making his first NFL start, and he's got Nicky Bosa opposite him. Look for Bosa to go off and live in the lap of uh, Matthew Stafford. All right, let's take a timeout, Lo. We're, we definitely want to okay. get more thoughts, but let's take a timeout right here. JD's going to join us next. We'll go boots on the ground at, at uh, SoFi Stadium, checking with JD on any late breaking news. And, you know, the rumors du jour with the 49ers and the Rams. A lot of speculation circulating with the trade deadline coming up this week in the NFL. Will the 49ers make a second deal? Will the Rams acquire Brandon Cooks and bring him back to Southern California? Will they add Kareem Hunt to their rushing attack? There's a lot of speculation on the trade front with both the Niners and the Rams. We'll check in with J.D. next as we continue with the kickoff show on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 